Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Of making podcasts great again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the president of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you today? Fred, we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. We're enjoying our first week post acquittal. It's called post acquittal, and it's uh, it's going exceedingly well. We've got uh, we had a great. I don't know if you heard the show last week. Tremendous party. Tremendous. I was going to ask well, how that party was. Well, let me tell you. I'll tell you how it was. We got at least two black strippers who are going to be exercising their constitutional Roe v. Wade rights while it's still legal. Okay, <laughs> so no, it was a no pullout party. That's what we call it. In, uh, we call it the no pullout party. What surprises me is that they're still alive. That surprises me the most. Well, maybe off the podcast record we can discuss that. <laughs> but we'll keep it on the record right now. But they're doing very well. They're doing tremendously well. They're having a wonderful time and a wonderful life. They're still breathing and doing living things. So no need to worry about uh, those party guests. <laughs> That's good news. And I saw you holding up the cover of the Washington Post. Uh, the, the Bezos, the Bezos Post, the Amazon <laughs> Post. Even they had to write nice things. The fake New York Times and the Amazon Post. They both, it was so nice to see. It just said, acquittal. Big Dick Trump is acquitted. It was a beautiful title. That's that's what it said, Big Dick Trump? Well, that's what, it, yeah, that's what I heard. So <laughs> we'll go with that. You were really gloating, holding that around like, uh, like literally, you just won Miss America. I mean, it was, uh, it was a. Sight well, to I mean, see. I, you know, I've, I've had several Miss Americas, so you know that wouldn't be such a big deal for me. I've certainly grabbed my share of Miss Americas. So if it looked like I was with Miss America, it was probably because I've done it before. A lot of training, great training. <laughs> so cross training. Your first rodeo. <laughs> you cross. You cross train. Bo Jackson, one of the great cross-training blacks. Remember those? I know Bo or Bo knows. Uh-huh. You know, I think we want to do one of those. Maybe we'll do a campaign ad. Trump knows more than anybody. That's going to be the our ad. That's not a bad ad. That would be a really funny commercial, actually, Mr. Brett. Well, not funny. It would be a very informative commercial and very... Uh, Just all the things hey. I know more about than everybody. You know, it's like you have... You know, Stephen Hawking's corpse, and we go, Trump knows math better than Stephen Hawking. And, you know, things like that. Then you have a picture of Jeff Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, you have Trump knows. It's supposed to be women. a light. It's supposed to be a lighthearted commercial. And oh, okay. Wanna, I'm sorry. We I'm have sorry. great respect and we want to let him rest in power. And we don't want, you know, to, to disrupt him. It's disrespectful. Uh, he was a great man, a great friend, a great mind, a really great mind. Uh, did a lot of things for a lot of people. So... So how about it's you have like a 
a picture of you of Kobe, you crossing Kobe over, and says Trump knows basketball. Well, I de- I definitely could cross Kobe over now. <laughs> I'm sure you could. I'm sure I'd, I could I'd, too. I'd, well, I don't know if you could, but I know that I would score 110 points against him. <laughs> Not more than that, just 110. Well, you know, you got to be respectful. You try to be nice. <laughs> Respect the corpse scoring on him. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's what we're gonna do. Is that uh, who is that? Is that one of the uh, babies that was conceived at the no pullout party? I heard a young child. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my son who won't go to sleep right now. Oh He's... well, you know what? He probably knew you were talking to the president. I bet he'd love to talk to the president. But maybe when he's old, when he can vote, when he can vote, we're gonna have a great time with son of Fred. You know, your name is Fred. My my father's name was Fred. So I feel a you know a great podcast bond. <laughs> so in, you ever uh... attend clan rallies? No, no. Well, okay, you're not as great as Fred Trump, but you know you're doing the best you can. <laughs> podcast, Fred. <laughs> so if I attended Klan rallies, I'd be a okay. Well, you you wouldn't be AOC. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> or I'd be a okay <laughs> Well, there you go. Okay. At the okay okay corral. Okay okay corral. Is that, a, is that a restaurant you're working on? Instead of the Golden Corral, we're going to have the OKKK Corral, where everything is delicious and... Uh, white. And white? A lot of white flour. You know, the diet people tell you white flour is no good. That's sort of the woke agenda, mm-hmm. trying to get rid of white flour. But white flour has been very critical to some of our tastiest foods. We love our flour. We love our flour producers in America, our great... Flower farmers, they're good guys. Good guys. I didn't know there was a whole conspiracy theory about white flour. Well, you know, then they wanted to bring brown sugar in. It's always about telling our kids that white is no good. You know, brown the Rolling Stones with brown sugar. That's how they get it in you. And then white flour. Well, I like white flour. I like white milk. I like white sugar. I like white whores. So it's you know we've got to support our great our great whites. Jaws, a great movie about a great white. Once Bitten, Twice Shy, a great song about by a band named Great White, who, you know, was unfortunately involved in a big fire that killed like a hundred people in Rhode Island, but they have, you know, a democratic senator, so who cares? <laughs> okay. Uh I mean I think that matters because people died. It shouldn't matter who their senator is, but you know okay. what, if they had great Republican senators, maybe they would have had, you know, better concerts with better pyrotechnics. And uh, better uh, firefighters, to put it out quicker. Exactly. Well, you know, at the firefighters, they're always usually Trump people, you know, okay. good, uh, good Irish guys that like to say the N-word, you know, solid, solid guys, good guys. Of, of course, real, real good guys. Now, Mr. President, I was wondering if you if you caught the Oscars last night. I know you're a busy man. Did you uh, happen to catch the Oscars? Well, I saw a little bit of it, but I got to be honest, boring. It was pretty boring. You thought so? Yeah, it was very long. It was very long, a very long ceremony of like people, everybody. And everybody kind of predicted most of it, except my good friend Kim Jong-un. You know, it was nice to see him win all the awards for, uh, I think it was called Prostitute. Was it called Prostitute? Great movie. 
No, there was a movie called Parasite. Well, I think that that's, that's North a, Korean for prostitute. So it's, you it, know, I'm doing the translation. Um, it's a South Korean film and it won for writing, directing, best picture. It was the first foreign um, long film to win an Academy Award, by the uh, way. You know, and as much as I like Kim Jong-un and it's a great day for his North Korean people, I think it's disgusting, frankly, that we have now foreign films winning American awards. It's like, does anybody even care about like America anymore? Like, what are we doing? It's it's American Oscars. Oscar. That's not a it's an American name. We got Oscar Mayo Wieners, you know, that's Mike Pence's favorite treat. We we you know, that's it's unbelievable. You've got the Korean grocer making a movie and then all of a sudden getting all the awards when we have great American people making movies. You know, I would have gone with the Joker. We love the Joker. Well, he won best. He won best actor. Well, and, and, you know, that's fine. And then he gave a big speech about like, uh, we should all kill ourselves if we're not vegan. And I thought this guy's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> but I think he took a little too much of the character home with him, if we're being totally honest. Um, you know, talking about cow's milk, I was like, enough about Mike Pence's wife breastfeeding. Let's get back to the movies. And it was a disgrace. And I think they disrespected Joker because then they disrespected 1917, which is a great war movie about tough white guys because they wanted to be very woke and they wanted to show that, you know, they care about the Asian people. But, you know, I have to take some credit because obviously not only are the blacks doing so well under me, as, as you very well know, Asians winning more Oscars than any time before. How many Asian movies won Best Picture under Obama? Well, no, no. This is the first. And who's president right now? Well, you are, but you know it. And the did you know not... that? Did you know that last year, a Mexican won Best Director, also under Trump? So everybody is so racist, but everybody's doing great. Mexicans are making movies. Did you know this? How'd you feel about that? Well, it's disgusting, but at the same time, it's a great thing in terms of obviously I may not like it, but we're doing so great as a country. The economy, everything is doing so well. Even the people I don't like are doing, are doing well. well. Yeah. That's that's when you know that's when you know you're like like the great philosopher Cat Williams once said, yes. you know, be be thankful for your haters because it shows that you're doing something right. And my yeah. haters are getting rich. That's how great the America. That's a good, actually, that's a good campaign ad. I was going to say that. Don't you? I, mean, that, you know, I can see. I, you look kind of impressed, if I'm being honest. <laughs> We're doing so great under Trump. Even the Trump haters are getting rich. So why would you vote against Trump? Mexicans no are winning Oscars. Asians are, make, are winning Oscars for the first time. Like, there's, it's unbelievable. But do you great know economy, the, by the way. Great economy. The director's name is not Kim Jong Un. Well, he's I know. Not I'm, you know, grocer. that was kind of, you know, he's Gangnam Style. I know it's Psy. His name? No, it's Psy. It's, it's written Psy, but it's pronounced Psy. No, it's not Psy. It's not the Gangnam Style guy. It's his name is Bong Joon Ho. Bong well, Joon Ho. Well, I don't care if he bangs Jewish whores. It's you know, I call him Gangnam Style. 
You know, you call the, I think, I don't know if you look maybe like you're a Kushner, so maybe you can say it, but I would never tell somebody that he bangs Jew hoes. Okay. I would not call my daughter, by the way, my beautiful, incredible daughter who is no hoe, but boy, do I wish she was. Ivanka is actually a Kushner. So when you say bang Jew hoes, it makes me very upset and it's disrespectful because BB, my great friend, tough BB, also a Kushner. I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow you to talk like that in front of him, but he bangs Jewish hoes. I mean, it's in Hollywood, so I assume there's a lot of them, but it's good for him. But uh, Gangnam Style did a nice job. I disagree it's, giving it to not, a foreign film. It's not Gangnam Style. His name is Bong Jun Ho. Not well, however you, well, however you pronounce it is not really my concern. I think we should judge it on the film. If he wants to, whatever he does in his bedroom is his business, but I think it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing for the Asian community and we love all our communities as long as you're not Muslim. But I think we've got to make sure that next year we have great American films that can win the awards because I think it's kind of sad to be in America. You turn on the Oscars and you got Billy Porter, you know, sucking off Mike Pence giving awards to Korean grocers. It's like kind of not the America we want to grow up in. You know, I have a son. I have a son apparently named Barton who I want him to see things like John Wayne. Remember John Wayne? Great movie star. That's what we yes. want. We want that kind of movies to start winning. Not, not you know, some some guy who runs a, a 24-hour deli mart, you know, banging Jewish hoes, winning awards. It's kind of not the right message but good for him. You know, like I said, the main message, the haters are winning under Trump. That's how successful it is. Like, why would you, even if you don't like me, congratulations, you're, you're richer and you have more awards now that Trump's president. So hate if you're going to hate, but, you know, haters going to hate and ainters going to ain't and N-words are going to N-word. <laughs> I thought you were going to go something with like hate the game, but you just went a total different route than I thought you were going to go. Well, if people hate the, you know, people hate the game, then they hate getting rich and successful. The Trump game is very simple. Get rich, get successful, win awards, great country, tremendous success, strength, greatness, hot blondes. That's, that's the order. You got to end with the hot blonde. Now, I have a question for you. Since we had a we had a Mexican director win and we had an Asian director win, a lot of good things are going in Hollywood right now under you. And your good buddy, former President Obama, won an Oscar last night for a producer of a documentary called um, American Factory. Well, so how do you feel about that? I mean, that's that's fantastic, right? Aren't you so happy? You're doing so many good things, and even well, former President Obama is is reaping the benefits. Well, let me put it this way: Have you ever come in a woman's eye? <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. I just want to know. Well, let's let's say you have not. Okay, we'll just say you haven't. Well, I have several times, okay. and of course. When I'm coming, it's a great thing. It's a great thing for everybody. But then when it hits her in the eyeball, that's like a bad side effect. And 
she's very upset. But the overall activity is a great thing. It's like, great, we're having tremendous sex with a great lover. And, you know, there's a little, a little casualty, a little, it can't be 100% perfect. When I hear that Obama, who got a fake Nobel Prize, you know, he was in office for eight minutes and they said, oh, a black, he's not, he's not robbing a liquor store. Let's give him the Nobel Peace Prize. They give him a fake prize. This is like a fake Oscar. They're like, oh, documentary. You know what this is about? It's American factory. It's about a chi China, okay, buying an American factory. That's disgusting. That's like an unbelievable offensive documentary. But, and, you know, Trump is president and we hate him, so we've got to give the Obamas. You know, did you see this movie, American Factory? No, I did not. Did you? It was incredibly boring. It was hmm. so boring. I, a better movie is called Gung Ho, which is about Japanese guys taking over an American factory. Stars Michael Keaton. Remember Michael Keaton? I do remember him. 1985. Great 80s movie, a comedy. That's what this... The Obama movie is just a copy. I remember that movie. Yeah, the, the Obama movie is just a bad, boring copy. It's almost like he Melania'd the movie, like the way Melania made o Michelle Obama's speech so much better because she was reading it, but she was white. That's what this American factory said. Let's make it a worse version of Gung Ho. By the way, Gung Ho is the name of the movie, unlike Bang Ju Ho, who won the, uh, <laughs> the Oscar. Title, bars. All of them. <laughs> but I don't understand how being whiter makes a speech better. Can you explain that? Who said that? Well, you, you did. You said Melania made the speech and it was better because it was whiter. You said you just said that. No, I think. Well, I don't know. I, I think maybe there's a connection problem because I mean, mm -hmm. she is whiter. Obviously, right. Michelle Obama is African-American. Right. She's a black. She's a yes. big black. Mm -hmm. But uh, Melania is, I mean, she is white, but I, you know, there's no whiter teeth. You know, you listen better if somebody has tremendous white teeth and melatonin has some of the whitest teeth. I mean, she polishes it with presidential semen twice a day. <laughs> so people don't know that that's four out of five dentists <laughs> recommend, recommend presidential, presidential, presidential semen. semen on your teeth. So. If there are any ladies out there who want to do good by their dentist, I am available for oral hygiene. It's called oral hygiene. Uh. Apparently, some people in the background don't agree with uh, that concept. Oral hygiene. <laughs> and maybe they should go to dental school and learn something. Well question for you now your uh, state of the union uh, went very well and I appreciate you joining us last week before uh, you did the speech um, it went a little long Pelosi yeah, yeah Peloton she, she Peloton it. that whore ripped up my speech very she disrespectful up, she ripped it up afterwards how did that make you feel did it bother you at all you know what it might have bothered me in the past but we were having a great acquittal I had my great chocolate sundae we had the great chocolate Sunday party. Uh, that, was, that was the night of the party. Nothing can ruin that. Well, thank you. You understand. You were listening, obviously. And the fact remains, all Pelosi did was move up in order to get the gimp for Christ, <laughs> the sexual enforcer for Christ, big gay Mike Pence.
Now she's number one at the inauguration. I thought she was number one already. I well, thought the... she's she's you know she's gonna be number one in the number two. <laughs> Jesus. As okay. as as BGMP said, at the end of the day, it's all Brown Town. <laughs> is, is that what he's famous for saying? That's his that's his quote. <laughs> Like in New in, in, in history, where they're going to be like, Mike Pence is famous for what quote and bring it home to Brown Town is his famous quote. No, no, no. His quote, you're messing it up. Respect the vice president. My apologies. Obviously, big gay Mike Pence is big gay Mike Pence for a reason. But he has a philosophy when he's forced to have sex with a woman. His motto is. At the end of the day, it's all brown town. <laughs> well, that's a it's gonna go down in history books. I like that quote. Oh um, well, it's you know, it's it's I think it's a little better than JFK ask not what you your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I think PGMP, if he, he's a vice president, so it's not as great a quote, but if you're a president, right. that might be the great quote. I think so too. Now, Mr. President, there's one thing I, I read today that I wanted to ask you about your your border wall, the infamous border wall that's going up. You were doing some demolition to build the border wall, and you happened to blow up a we're Native We're actually going to have Madonna. I'm talking to Madonna, who, by the mm -hmm. way, in the 80s wanted to have great sex with me. Okay. Uh, we're going to see if she'll redo Borderline and, and do a new song called Border Wall. Border Wall. I, I, I'm You're highly doubt keep that. Keep the brown folk out. If you want to come to this country, have Selma Hayek's tits. And, and what's that? That that's called the border wall. The border. Well, you don't know the song "Borderline" by Madonna. It's one of her mm -hmm. big songs. No, I know "Like a Virgin," and that's about it. Well, I bet you do. <laughs> was was that a diss, Mr. President? Well, it's called facts. Hashtag facts. <laughs> I said hashtag fake news, but okay. Now, uh, excuse me, you can't say that, and I've trademarked it, and we will sue you. <laughs> we will take your son. That will be what we sue you for. Oh, uh, he's crying now, so you could take him for a few hours, actually. Now, uh, Mr. President, with the border wall, as I was saying, you were doing some demolition, and you plan on. Um, blowing up a uh, Native American burial ground. Is that true? Only to see if it turns into poltergeist. <laughs> so this is just an experiment? <laughs> well, we're doing great experiments into the occult and finding out, uh, you know, maybe these are fake gods, but maybe all of a sudden we start burying people's pets and they come back to life. And how great would that be if we had a real-life pet cemetery under President Donald Trump? It'd be... We would brand it Trump's Pet Cemetery, and then we would have great tourism along the wall. And if the Mexicans tried to pass, they'll get eaten by the demonic pets. So now we save money. No more. We don't need as many ice, any great patriots guarding the wall. If a Mexican wants to come across the wall, well, the demonic cat Fluffy, who we buried there, will rise from the dead and eat them. So it's kind of a great plan. We get the tourist dollars, which is great for the taxpayers. And then we have the demonic pets to, you know, eat the Mexicans. And you're saving Americans ta tax dollars. I mean, that well, is a great plan. It's it's really it's a uh, 
it's a great plan. We will make money and be safe. And I think that's, you know, you don't get much better than that. Uh, probably not. But I think uh, you might have some complaints from Native Americans uh, blowing up a burial ground. I think that's very sacrilegious. And I think it's rather rude, Mr. President. Well, you know what? Sometimes you have to do rude things. We'll give them a casino. We'll give them Pocahontas Warren, you know, and then we, we call that we call that a deal. We give them some wampum and some Warren, and we call it a deal. And then we get our great pet cemetery defense system. Well, you also released your your budget today, and you had some proposed cuts to some programs that you said you would never cut. Now. What's up with that, Mr. President? We're you not going to cut anything. We're not going to. We're going to be great on our Medicaid and our Social Security and our Medicare. We're going to be so great on those, and it's just fake news. The budget is fake news. Well, it's, it's probably not going to get passed in the House anyway. So, well, there you go. Right? So, yeah. Well, no point. So, we'll just do great things, and uh, people will keep their Social Security. We may, you know, most. But we'll cut, you know, we're not going to cut much. We'll cut nothing, as I like to say. We'll cut nothing, which is an expression, as you know, that mm -hmm. means we're going to cut plenty. You can cut everything, yes. You know, the expression people don't sometimes forget when you say, oh, we're not going to cut anything. It's a very famous expression in the Trump family that means we're going to cut from a lot of people, including minorities and poor people. <laughs> that's, that's nice of you. That's great. But people, I mean, they act like you say, oh, we're not going to cut anything. Like that's. It's a very common expression. No, I, I understand that. Now, so you're going to make these cuts, but you say you're not going to make the cuts. We're not going to cut anything. Right. People don't really uh, respect your honesty. And people are also saying that you're stating What honesty? What, okay. I don't know what honesty okay. they were, there is for them to respect. Okay, so we're on the same page. People were saying well, you're I don't, I don't like reading. I don't like reading if we're being totally honest. So no pages. <laughs> People were saying your State of the Union address was basically dividing America. You agree with that? Let me tell you what we did with the great State of the Union. Okay. We brought we gave many things to blacks. We brought a black in and said, Here, you're going to school, little black girl. We brought a Tuskegee Airman. Okay, old black pilot. We gave him a standing ovation, so he'll vote for us. Okay. We did so many things for blacks, and then we did some things for some. We brought. Remember when we reunited the troop? We brought the troop in to go fuck his wife. That's remember nice she of was you. like, she was like, oh, and then he came down. He had a hard on, and then we let him fuck in the bathroom of the house. So that was very nice of us. We nice did a lot of great things, and I think what people don't realize is we're just getting better. And they keep wanting to say, oh, you lied. You did. It's not lying. It's called showmanship. Hmm. And the American people love it, and we're going to give them a great show in, in November 2020. And the best show is going to be that re-inauguration with Mike I Pence. Can't. I can't wait for that one. That should be on pay-per-view, actually. Shoot. Well, the spoiler, we're going to put it on pay-per-view. <laughs> first <laughs> first, first inauguration. inauguration ever on pay-per-view. We're going to do Conor McGregor numbers. <clears throat> well, my last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm sure you're very happy to talk about how the Dems really screwed up in Iowa. What's your opinion on that? And, he, and Bernie is now surging as 
um, the front runner right now for the Democrats. It says that in, in polls that if Bernie runs against you, he would crush you. That's what they're saying, the polls. Well, those are the national polls, okay? That means crazy California is going to love crazy Bernie, and he'll get 19 million crazy people in California. But when we get to Michigan, when we get to Wisconsin, when we get to Minnesota, and all of a sudden Bernie's saying, I'm going to take your health care, and we're going to make you pay more taxes, take your health care, and we're having a revolution. His people are going to go, are you out of your fucking mind, old man? And they're going to come home to big dick daddy Donald Trump, and they're going to say, give it to me. And I'm going to say, absolutely, that's called consent. And it's going to be beautiful because that's the thing. They, they, they're playing the popular vote game. So there's going to be a bunch of nuts in California who love Bernie and go, uh, 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 but so you're, so you're not worried at all about Bernie. We hope mm. it's Bernie. We hope it's Bernie because he is an insane person who wants to change the country completely. And nobody wants that. Now the, them screwing up in Iowa, do you think that's going to make an impact going forward for them? Well, they look like the dumb amateur hour that they are. That's the problem. They're very mm -hmm. amateur hour. You know, you got Buttigieg and Bernie fighting for first place. They can't. They got the old people doing apps. You see these old people with the apps? Probably some of them were like ordering from Seamless or something instead <laughs> of tabulating the votes. They're like, uh, who won, who, who won uh, District 8? A uh, corned beef sandwich with a side of coleslaw apparently won. <laughs> um, they're stupid people. They they voted for Ted Cruz in 2016, but they're going to vote for me. I can call them stupid because they're not going to vote for crazy Bernie. They want their farm subsidies. They want their health insurance. And Bernie's going to take that all away. So I have no – they're still stupid people, though, in Iowa. They're, they're, they're very corny. They're, maybe, maybe they need Corny Booker, you know, mm. it's, because he's Corey, but I call I him got Corny. You. I know I followed that one. Because there's a lot of corn in Iowa. No, I, I know, I know. Don't explain his, the jokes. And his jokes are very corny. I got you. But his name's Corey. I, I understand. Corny Booker! <laughs> but I think that uh, I'm not afraid of Bernie. I think there's nobody there out there that really can take me on their side. But the least, the person I am least scared of is Bernie oh. Sanders. And well, you saw how you saw how they did in Iowa. They they didn't know what they were doing. They're giving ninety year olds apps who've never like, you know, give them an abacus or something. That's what they're used to. They're so old and dumb. Well, Mr. President, you of course don't hold anything back, and well, don't, that's you what seem the pigas the pigas want the truth. And you seem very confident. And uh, I appreciate you joining us this week. And uh, I wish you luck in. Uh, whatever's up for this week for the for the campaign and thank you very much again for joining us and you are most welcome excuse me yes I am tell I, excuse me mm -hmm. I, I am telling you that you are welcome thank you and um and that's it and that's it for this week everyone and uh appreciate the president joining us once again and um those people you could have had the patreon twice a week but you decided not to so that's on you people but um uh, 
Yeah, that's really it, guys. Um, I am at the Stubborn Beauty Brewery in Connecticut on Saturday, the 15th at 7 p.m. That's Stubborn Beauty Brewery. It's for a brewery tour. Come check that out. Say that five times fast. Stubborn. What is it? Stubborn Beauty Brewery. Stubborn Beauty Brewery. I can't tell Well, there you go. Nailed them. There you go. Um, That's all I got this week. And uh, Mr. President, uh, floor is yours. Well, it's obviously President's Weekend coming up, so what a great time to honor your president. And the way, folks, to honor your president, your podcast president, (laughs) is that uh, this is JL, by the way. This is no longer Donald Trump. Um, We'd really appreciate if this week, especially with the long weekend, if you'd make all we can ask is obviously the Patreon's done. There's only two things we can ask you to do, and they are both free. One is to give us five stars on iTunes. We're up to 159. So all those new people who've done it in the last couple of weeks, much appreciated. But we still want to get to 200. So if you're on iTunes, you have no excuse not to have given it to us. But even if you don't use iTunes for the podcast, you can just access iTunes through a phone or through your computer and just give us five stars. It, it helps kind it's of algorithms, have algorithms, guys. Algorithms. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. Algorithms. That's what That's it right. is. And... <laughs> The other thing you can do, which is really important, and it's a lesson I learned from Adam Carolla, even though he came to his podcast with a built-in TV audience of a million people, <laughs> is word of mouth. It mm-hmm. costs you nothing, but if there's an episode you like, or if you presumably if you've been with us for over a year, you like the show, um, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter. Um, maybe don't always share the link, and I know this sounds complicated, but this actually just makes it easier for you. If you were to just tweet, check out Trump Pod, like the Twitter mm-hmm. hashtag, or check out Making Podcast Gregan, and don't share the link, but maybe tell your friends or send an email to a friend. That's how I got into some of the podcasts I like, is that a friend was like, I think you'd really like that. And then another friend told me, and I said, okay, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. Because right now, that's the only chance. This is a big year for us with the election. Um, it's a big opportunity, possibly, for us to have some live shows, for us to get a little notice. It's never going to be bigger. Like We'll never have a better opportunity than 2020 to grow the show. So Basically, tell a friend. You got, you, you got 11 months, guys, or we're done. Okay, that's, that's what we're saying. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell it. And, and, but seriously, tell a friend. Like Maybe sometimes tweet it, sometimes Facebook share it. But even better is probably a one-on-one. Like If you have a friend that's into politics or into comedy or both, you know, if you've been listening for a while, that's that's a good endorsement. So just let's see if if this week and next week with President's Weekend, we can really just get the numbers up. That's that's all. No, no money needed. Just a little bit, like even while you're listening. So it doesn't have to be like some separate time during the yeah. 40 minutes that you listen. Just share it with a couple of people and either through email or whatever. Tweet, Facebook, et cetera grassroots marketing people that's it so get the word out there tell your friends and um we're contacting different blogs and we're trying to get our names out there also for the podcast but if you guys help out it's just more people doing it and um yeah like let's do some live shows this year it's a big year for us so and i um, think this was a good episode to share 100 percent. so yeah that's it that's it we love you god help us all